You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. We ask our Y end or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet to get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Come to tackle. What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access Post Game Show. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email the show, Packers Total Access at gmail.com. You can te- I can't get through it seeing that quote on the bottom of the ticket. You can text us at 865-658-5824. So obviously we're we're trying to gather our thoughts for the post game show, right? Get geared up here, ready to roll. And uh I said, listen, guys, I, I would love to carry this conversation in because it was entertaining as all get out, like just, for, <laughs> just chatting with you guys immediately following this game. But I said, listen, we can't we can't be cussing like this on the show. <laughs> and you see the quote of the bottom. Tim said, I won't curse. I'm an effing pro. <laughs> I lost it. So anyway, Packers drop a tough one, 34 to 20. Oh, look at that. I put Packers 34 bucks 20. Sure, wish it would have ended that way. So, <laughs> uh, Bucks win thirty-four to twenty over the Packers. Um, man, I'll tell you this: that defense was probably the worst I've seen the defense since. Y'all gonna make fun of me here? I got the Packers first, but I don't care. I'm not changing it all. All right, so it's been a rough day, guys. That was the worst I've seen a defense play in Green Bay. I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm really trying to think back. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you got I me. Mean, you've got to go back before the Lafleur era started. You know what I mean? It was that bad, and just all day long. I mean, you guys watched the game. I'm sure everybody in the chat watched the game. It was just, it, it was the perfect example of like when you hear me not get upset over rushing yards and me talking about Ben but don't break top defense. You know, you're. I'm willing to give up the yardage. I'm willing to say, you know what? Let's hold on the three. Let's let's make sure they don't hit the explosive plays. It was totally the opposite today. Before they squeaked through on one of those final runs and got like a 30-yard game, whatever it was, we actually outrushed on the day. I couldn't believe that stat. Um, but what did you have? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they had 10 explosive plays in the passing game. Right. It was that bad. Now, immediately people will probably go, well, we're we playing a lot of man. It was mixed. Like there was man. There was zone. Mm-hmm, it yeah. was – We got I mean, hurt both times. Yeah, and, you know – you don't want to put the blame on any one person, you know, but the one that kept popping up was Dre Campbell just looks slow. Like there was one play there on an out route or maybe a sit on the uh, along kind of along the boundary where he was just so late getting to it. It's like something's not right with Dre. Like he's either hurt or the dude's done. Like there's no in between. He just, he's, he's slow to the point of attacking, you know, attacking the ball. Um, he's slow, you know, on the routes and coverage. He's slow breaking on the ball. I've seen Rudy Ford at least twice today throwing his hands up, screaming at teammates pre-snap, screaming mm-hmm. across the formation, and he finally threw his hands up and just bailed out deep because nobody knew what their assignment was. This is the definition of insanity, like not insanity, chaos. This mm-hmm. defense were not on the same page at all today. Miscommunications like crazy. I didn't notice the missed tackles as much as I have in the past, but maybe it was just because it wasn't a close game. I wasn't going finish the tackle. Oh, they were but, wrapping up after you know the forty-four yards down the field. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so many times you've seen Dre um, closest to Godwin, right? Which mm-hmm. tells you, okay, they're playing zone, right? right. Um, but it was just to me, it looked like choice route central. Watching the TV copy, I could go watch the all twenty-two and come away feeling. Totally different. But on the surface, it felt like they were just going, okay, zone, let's just find a soft spot and sit down. And Baker just stood in the pocket long enough to do it. Now, we got five sacks on him, but you could tell their game plan was we're just going to come in and, and cut them up through the air. Right. But, uh, yeah, just uh, 
an absolute dumpster. And, and having a background, a wide receiver, you know, that, that was where Drake got most of his, uh, most of his rows from. So mm-hmm. it's just, it was tough, man. Um, but what are you going to do? Bring in dime package all the time, you know, and then, and then still, you know, bring in an extra DB and give up more of the run. I don't know. Yeah. And the, the one, the one big positive to me, if Barry does lose his job and I'm still saying if, because it, you would think if there was ever a game where, okay, they're going to pull the plug on Barry, this would be it, right? You would think Monday morning he's done. Um, but the big positive there is all across the board, the mental mistakes all year long, it says a lot about the position coaches too. So, you know, I think that one of the big positives, as Coach Mike would say, is when they do make the change, if they do make the change, you're going to get a whole new slew of position coaches and maybe, maybe they can get more out of these guys because they're just – there's just way too many mistakes. Today, when it comes to scheme, if you were to go, okay, you know, when you talk about the D.C. and you talk about Joe Barry, which we all know the hot topic, there's two aspects. There's the scheme he runs and the play calling, right, the, the schematics of it. And then are the players performing well or not given their assignment? Today the answer was no to both, right? The players themselves, though, was, was the bigger eyesore. You know, anytime you're playing zone coverage, you should be able to control the explosive plays, especially if you're playing a minimum of three deep. They played a minimum of three deep large majority of the day, mm-hmm. and there was explosives everywhere. So um, mm-hmm. I just don't see how Joe Barry keeps his job after this game. I just don't see it. And it, it's 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 remarkable how many people still – they hear that and they go, oh, he finally came around, Tim. I've said it for over half the season. Probably going to get rid of Joe Barry. Probably needs yeah. to happen. But when you break down the tape and point out these are mental mistakes, that's a blown coverage, that's not the play call, that's not on Joe Barry, they take that as, okay, you're defending Joe Barry. Not the case at all. But anyway, um, let's go to the Super Chat, and then we'll go around the horn and get your take. I'm eager to see how Tim handles this for sure. So, uh, let's see, uh, okay, appreciate that, Emilio. Thanks for the heads up. I don't know when you posted that. Uh, Godsmack AR69 says, thank you for the Super Chat, but he says, granted the execution sucks, Epically, um, and it's not all on Barry, but I don't see the Packers winning a Super Bowl with him at D.C. Please don't kill me, Clayton. Not going to kill you, but um, the, you're in week 14, and the miscommunication's still happening. And and you, you can't just go, okay, it's on this one player or that player. When you look across the board and there's three, four, five people making mistakes, like two, two blown coverages on one play, somebody's not getting the message. Mm-hmm. And it falls on the DC. It falls on the position coaches. There's no no doubt about it. AR, but appreciate the uh, appreciate the um, uh, super chat there. I'm going to try to go to it real quick. Your Tim, I'm sorry, and then we'll get your all's take. While you're while you're looking that up, I think it was a lot of miscommunication between the back six and seven. Um, back, backers yeah, and backers and right? secondary. Com- yeah, backers and secondary included. Mm-hmm. It was just all over the place, man. I don't know what um, you know. Owens was down when Rudy was yelling at him. There was just a bunch of it. Let's yeah. go to Matt. Let's see what Maddie's got to say here. Uh, shredded us, and you know, and, and it's disappointing, obviously, because we sacked them five times, and ultimately that that still wasn't enough. And there were some situations where we got them in third and long. They throw a screen, get a first down. Uh, the obvious the, the possession right before the end of the half was extremely disappointing. Was it second and twenty nine or whatever? And they get a big explosion play, and uh, that that leads to points. So, um, you know, got to go back and take a look at it and find out why that exactly happened. Um, but ultimately, it just it wasn't good enough. Matt, they seem to have a pretty easy time against zone just from the looks of it. Would you have liked to see some different calls in terms of your coverages? Yeah, that's 2020. Absolutely. Um, you know, we got a challenge much better, I'd say, in the back end in terms of um, – I get it. They got some good wideouts, uh, but you gotta you gotta be willing to challenge, especially if you're if you're getting gashed. Just changing it up, and and I'll go back and, and take a peek at it right after we're done here. Matt, would you ever consider in season change at coordinator? Uh, yeah, I, now's not the time for that. To be honest with you, why is that? No, <laughs> sure. Now's not the time. I'm trying to find solutions, and um, I got to go back and take a look at the film. Matt, what did you think of what you guys did offensively, at least early, and then kind of what happened towards the end? 
Yeah, just it, it was pretty inconsistent, I'd say. I thought, you know, we got down in the red area and, and weren't good enough and give Tampa a lot of credit. They're very good down there. They're one of the top in the league, and we knew that. We knew we were going to have to score touchdowns and not kick field goals. And, um, you know, they kept us out of the uh, out of the end zone quite a bit. Um, you know, we overcame the one third and a mile. Jordan and Jaden made a great off-schedule play for the touchdown. But, you know, disappointed. Um, thought we kind of got away from the run a little bit too much in the second half. It was it was working early on. Uh, just got away from it and, you know, put us in some bad spots. What? Wait, wait, did, wait, wait. Did he just say what I think he just said? I'm just saying, let me get this. Did he just say, out. I think we got away, away from the run too much in the second half? Uh-oh. Is that, what, he, is that, is that, is that what, what I was not fuming about before we jumped online? <laughs> and the craziest thing is, is he's the guy calling the plays. Now, we don't know that, Tim. <laughs> uh, we all said good morning, Lambo from inside the pro shop. I'm telling you, Tim is on a roll. Just so you guys know, uh, I'm going to say it. Probably shouldn't. Emilio said offline, Tim's going to drive his car through the pro shop. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, bright and squirrely, I'm telling you. Uh, let's get these super chats cleaned up. I appreciate y'all hanging out with us on this uh, this tough uh, post game show. This is probably the toughest I've done in my short career here. Um, thinking about retiring after this one too. <laughs> Mike Hebring with a super chat. Thanks, buddy. He said, "Let's be clear: the entire D coaching staff needs to go. Everyone hire a new guy in the off season and let him help build his own staff." Yeah, I can't. I can't disagree with that, Mike. I think that's probably the best way to. Uh, best approach to take the problem is you know to the best of my knowledge you guys correct me if i'm wrong matt makes all those decisions right goody has no say in the coaching staff if i understood right. correctly and, and that's why that's, he's got to review it right now it's not the time he's got to review that man that was, yeah. <laughs> that it's, was not like clayton. it's not like clayton answering that question oh uh, well we gotta look at the all 22 and uh <laughs> when he said when he said now's not the time and someone said why i lost why <laughs> like a little kid in the, in the audience why i mean i think this speaks more to i think mike hebring makes a great point here because this this may speak more to let's leave the play calls out of it let's leave the scheme out of it let's leave the um decision making uh adjustments in the game out of it maybe the question we need to ask ourselves mm -hmm. is is matt lafleur's achilles heel as a head coach farming and hiring a staff you know, it, it, it may not be the X's and O's. I, I, I think he's a good coach. Um, but I don't know if, you know, this far in, if we really have that staff that's going to get us over to the next level. So, um, and I think you're right, Clayton. I think the hire and firing is on, on Matt with the, uh, with the position coaches and the coordinators. And um, mm -hmm. what does that say about him? You know, like, you're right. Maybe you, you tear it all down and bring new personnel in. And then it's like, you know, maybe, Matt doesn't want to have this reputation as being a guy that just, you know, dumps everyone or changes, changes coordinators every year or every other year. Um, you know, he may, may be trying to build his career as a head coach here in the NFL and have a staff that he can keep with him, regardless of where the future takes him in this league. Um, you know how this, the NFL works, right? Not for long. And, and you know how reputation is everything um, in these type of positions. So I just wonder if, you know, maybe all of this speaks more to that. If we're going to talk about position coaches, because at the end of the day, you know, Joe Barry's in the booth and Joe Barry's priority one is to formulate scheme, make sure the players know what they're supposed to do, call the play from that, that headset upstairs. And at, at that point, man, it's on the players and the position coaches down there on the field to make it happen. Yeah. And I just, I'm not absolving Joe Barry of anything. So please don't get it twisted. I, you know, I'm not a Joe Barry apologist. I'm just saying that you can't dump everything on him and you sound foolish when you do. I mean, right. it's just be real. You, you, you see it, you got to say it. Like this is not an entirely Joe Barry problem. You know, I just, I yeah. don't know. I think it just speaks more to uh, what we got going. So if you're going to say, get rid of everyone, that's a, that's an approach. But again, I always say too, well, then who are we bringing in? Who, who who's the master list? Who's the hot sheet of uh, guys that we're going to call to to get it right here, you know, yeah. in Green Bay? I mean, I just you know we've seen the defense perform better than this consistently. You know, we've been saying all year long, you know, trying to defend the concepts and what's going on. Today, we just saw lack of execution. We really did. 
Um, Drew D in the chat says, do you think Stokes coming back is part of the issue? We talked about worrying about Jair and Stokes messing up the chemistry of the young guys. Um, I mean, he on that play, I know there's been a lot of chatter about what the coverage was on the deep shot there to uh, to Mike Evans. Um, people online were saying cover three. If it was cover three, where was the deep third on the opposite side? Mm-hmm. So we know it wasn't cover three spot drop. So if you're saying if it's cover cover three zone match, then it's not cover three zone match if there's not a deep third because there was no deep target on that side of the field. So as you start to go through and check each one off the list, okay, it wasn't cover three spot drop, right? Okay, it wasn't cover three zone match. It could have been cover three 37 meg, which would have meant Carrington man everywhere he goes. Therefore, that's not long, that's no longer cover three, which means a safety or a linebacker was supposed to cover deep third most likely 99% sure it wasn't a linebacker, so there had to be miscommunication. It wasn't man coverage because Stokes let Mike Evans just absolutely burn him. It was a funnel. It it wasn't cover three zone match, according to Stokes, because he would have treated as if it was man coverage, so we can cross that off the list. So as you go through, the one thing that does exist in that whole explanation, the whole reason I'm I'm answering it that way, Drew, is – there was a miscommunication somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the only answer that makes sense. So, and again, that does, that falls back on the coaches, the position coaches, uh, the players on the field too, execution, the whole nine yards. So do I think Stokes coming back was part of the issue? Um, I know this, this team hasn't given up points like this all year long. The first game he's back, it happens. So it's not a good look, but again, everybody, not that you're trying to do this, Drew, but, the majority of people, they want to blame one person. All year long, that's been Joe Barry. You know, they've never mentioned the position coaches. You don't mention the players. It's just Joe Barry is the only thing that's wrong with this defense. And I think you're setting yourself up for failure, just like people set themselves up for failure, somehow convincing themselves that once Aaron Rodgers was gone, we were going to get this Matt LaFleur offense and everything was going to be fixed. Um, Not the case. Although the offense, to me, looked pretty good today. A couple hiccups here or there. I understand what – uh, what Tim's saying about not running the ball more. We'll get into that in a minute. I'm sure I'm sure another chat will come through. But, Drew, thank you for the super chat, buddy. I have to answer that question, no. Um, let's hear your take on that, Emilio, before we move on to the next super chat. Um, I think it was two two things. Like you said, it was could be chemistry, but I also think it was a lot of miscommunication. Uh, mm-hmm. He had his hips, you know, he had his butt to the sideline, butt to the end zone, and his hips open inside. So he was funneling. It looked like he was funneling inside, and all it took was a little head shake from uh, – from Evans there and and he hit that flag route no problem um the issue there is the only one in the center I'm pretty sure it was Rudy Ford and uh Jonathan Owens was down below so even if we were running cover one man uh you know with the middle field closed you know we got to close on that if that's the case um so uh it was just a lot of miscues and and it could be that you know if if we do drop Stokes in there Maybe he didn't get that call. Maybe it was an adjustment they made three weeks ago, and he didn't hear that one when they were in that game. So, it, you know, little things like that. But like Tim was saying, going back to it, man, sometimes you, you know, we've got a house built up right now, but uh, it's settling on the right side or it's settling on the left side. We're getting some cracks, and, you know, maybe it's time to, time to you know, peel it back off and look at the foundation and see where we're at. Right. Right. And I think it could be a multitude of things. There's no doubt about it. Andy with a super chat. Thank you, buddy. Andy APAC in the house says breaking down the tape equals dash equals defending DC. I love this show because you keep it real. Also, Barry should be fired by Sunday night football kickoff. Thanks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, it, it, for whatever reason, when you do break down the tape, Andy, um, and I say break down the tape. Some people say that using it as a smuggler. Well, I broke down the tape. That's not what I'm, I'm simply saying going back and watching the game a minimum of three times, checking the all 22, seeing all the passing concepts, trying to understand everything at, at, at the most level. If you're the one who does that, you're going to have a, a target on your back because the large majority of a fan base, but no matter what team you root for, I've heard a guy, I'll just name drop him for the new England Patriots. His name's Paul Perillo. He's covered a team forever. If you mention watching the tape, he loses his mind. He loses his mind. You know why? because he's not willing to take the time to watch the tape and understand exactly what happened. And he's great at what he does. He's an old, crusty sportscaster guy that loves covering the Patriots. And I'm telling you, he's one of the most entertaining on that show. He really is. But he just cannot stand when someone mentions watching the tape. So 
whenever you do that, it does come across like you're defending the DC and that's okay. I'm cool with being stamped that what I'm not cool with being stamped is someone who's fake, someone who's just making stuff up on the fly, someone who's trying to draw a narrative because someone didn't get a vaccine or, or this guy has performed bad when he was in Detroit. If you see it, you got to say it, right? Um, that's why I always try to take the approach of what is the tape actually showing us? And then open it up for conversation within the people who listen to the show, watch the show, all that. Got into a, a conversation with a guy in another chat earlier today during the game. I invited him. Hey, you should come on Chalk Talk with me. Let's talk it through there. Let's see if you're right. Uh, oh, energy changes, right? Because you lose that ground of I'm just going to be emotional and respond however the hell I want to respond, right? Mm -hmm. So it's tough, Watch man. It. It's tough after a loss, but it's important. Watch it one time through, and you you got all the answers. Watch it one time through live, and you've got all the answers. That's the problem. Yeah. I, I love watching people when they go, there you are defending Joe Barry. And I go, you know I want him gone, right? Crickets. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute crickets. So it is what it is. Smug Industries with the Super Chat. Appreciate you, buddy. He said, we have been complaining about coordinators since Dom Capers. At some point, we have to look at the way we draft on defense. The, the uh, not-so-popular opinion – Smug is refusing to blame one person or one aspect of a football game, a football team, a staff, whatever, right? Like, you know, like Drew said, right? Well, Stokes the reason. That would be an easy answer, wouldn't it, if it were true? Um, not that you're trying to say it is true, again, but that would be the easy way to respond to that, right? Is, well, it's because Stokes was back and he played bad. Uh, Stokes didn't have anything to do with Keyshawn Nixon and Dre Campbell getting their lunch taken from them over, over, and over in zone, right? Um, there's other, there's been great defenses that have played zone, so it's not just zone is bad, right? It's you've got to have the, the right guys to play it, obviously. Um, it's amazing how we go back and forth between we should play man, we should play zone, we should play man, we should play zone. And that's where I think Smug Industries, your comment comes into play because passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. I think it does have something to do with it. It's one of the... It's one of the uh, explanations as to why the defense is always bad. You're trying to draft top elite athletic talent as opposed to really keen in on people who play fundamentally sound at the college level, tackle well, and uh, and take that approach, right? Uh, you know, a good example, Brian Branch, right? We talk about Brian Branch. I get made fun of for it. I don't care. I'm going to continue to talk about it. You watch him play in Detroit when he's healthy. He's a stud. You knew he was going to be a stud. You know Why? 
He had the highest tackle percentage of any player in the PFF era, including linebackers. He had a higher tackle rate than any defender since PFF has been around. And they go back too. They go, they actually go back and, and watch old tape too. He tackled better than linebackers, and we didn't even sniff him in the draft. Knowing we needed a nickel, a slot, and we needed a safety. Didn't even know the RAS isn't there. The athletic score isn't there. So I think there is something to that. I really do. Uh, Godsmack Arrow 69. Let's all drink and be merry, guys. We have another horrible de- uh, to, to celebrate. Cheers. Hey, Merry Christmas to you, Godsmack. Always bring the, the joy. Got a loaded eggnog. Hey, hey, man, I got a buddy here in town, Eric. He makes the best eggnog, and it's Ooh. tradition. We don't know when he's going to show up, but he shows up every Christmas Eve with it. You just get a knock on the door, and it's like, hey, <laughs> I need to say this. milk jugs full of it, like oh, a yeah, uh, crate right on the door. Yeah. What I immediately do is I've got a backup jug, so I pour like, <laughs> only a third of it in it and put it in the fridge, and I hide the rest in the garage. Right? <laughs> Listen, guys, you got to think. The will to prepare is more important than the will to win. Never forget that. Godsmack, thank you for the uh, super chat, buddy. Badger Trio. Uh, thank you for the super chat. He said, you could hear a pin drop in the stadium after that last touchdown. Players looked lost. Uh, many plays on defense. I don't think the problem is just Joe, maybe the players. We were talking about that offline, Badger Trio. Something seems way off. Like, like, and again, we don't want to blame one person, but what's the big grumbling you heard? It's Jair, right? It makes you wonder, are there other players in that locker room who don't like this coaching staff, right? Um, these are the things that happen when you have a losing season, and uh, that's why you should probably not run a uh, run a four time MVP quarterback out of town <laughs> when things are going good, right? Milk it for all it's worth. Although Jordan Love, man, I thought he played good today. I don't know. Let's go around the horn with that real quick as the other super chats file up here. Um, and and Badger Trio, you could hear it on TV too, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you could definitely hear it on TV, but. What did you think of Jordan Lowe's performance today, Tim? I think I've got the screenshot. I'll pull up the box score here, man. Did you uh, did you feel like he played pretty well? I, I felt like he did. I do, too. It'll be interesting to see how uh, PFF grades him out. There's a couple throws I know he wanted back, including that that one he just put a little too much on to Jaden Reed early on. Um, you know, a couple, couple of bad decisions. But, hey, that's football. I mean, right. you, you go stand out there and have, you know, less than three seconds to scan and do the reads you need to do and – you know, make a decision. You're gonna, you're gonna screw up sometimes. It just happens. Um, you know, I, I think he played about as well as he could with what he was looking at out there today. Um, you know, Tampa, we, I, I had a, uh, I had a feeling before the game, I said we were going to win a close game. And I said, I think it was going to hinge on the defense. I believe that's what, what my words were in the pregame show. And, um, you know, I look at how many times throughout this season that 20, 24 points, you know, 17 points were, was enough for us to beat teams because our defense, you know, refused to be scored on. And early on in this game, we saw that. We saw Ben, but don't break. You know, we saw a drive get us marched down into the red zone and we gave up three points. We had a good start. We had great, uh, great play from Kingsley and Igbari, um, you know, with the strip sack there or strip, you know, stripping the ball out of Baker's hands led to a touchdown. Things were going how I thought they might go, but then this defense just we crapped so the bed. Right. They yeah. just crapped the bed down the stretch, and you can't. You're right, Clayton. You can't give up ten plus explosive plays mm-hmm. and think that you're going to win. I don't even want to pull the middle eight numbers because I already, I already know how bad they're going to be. Um, so yeah, I don't think this is a Jordan Love. Uh, we're not going to certainly not going to point too much of the blame over there. Yeah, there were some mistakes today, but all in all, I, I thought we had a decent um, performance out of. Uh, Jordan today that that throw to Jaden Reed that was a touchdown was an absolute dime piece under duress Mm -hmm. and uh, he bought time with his legs in that play and you know trusted his receiver and um, yeah I mean my goodness the ballerina feat of uh, Jaden Reed is just amazing and the body control there to make that grab so I mean it wasn't all doom and gloom for for Jay Love so I don't I don't think we should put this on him at all yeah Badger Trio thank you for the super chat buddy we appreciate it um, let's go to Drew D here. Super chat. Thanks, buddy. He said, I would have liked more runs, but Drake was not ready. Taylor is limited and Jones was on his first game back. Yeah. Um, you know, they ran the ball 17 times and considering you lost by what, uh, 14 points, you know, uh, I, I think that's, I, I don't, I didn't find myself during the game going, why aren't we running the ball? Although I know there were other fans that were talking about it. 
uh, for sure. I know it got right. in our chat several times. So, um, well, I mean, it's tough. I think he looking at it, you know, Baker threw 28 times and they ran the ball 27 times and, you know, love threw almost 40 and we ran the ball 17. So it's, you know, it's offensive uh, balance. I think um, not that we completely were missing it, but I think down the, you know, down the stretch when we, when we got away from it, it, it uh, you know, we became one dimensional and they kind of knew that. I mean, when we, when we passed three downs in a row, and, you know, we lost – he passed it to Patrick. Patrick Taylor had three receptions for minus two yards each time, you know. So yep. um, it just kind of got a little bit uh, in routine and uh, kind of messed us up. Yeah, I yeah. think I was in that group too saying that, saying that um, you know, oh, why aren't we running the ball more? But I was coming more from a point of emphasis of mixing in that run continuously. Right, right. And, and keeping right. the Gotta D on their, on their toes a little because there were some times that we had the RPO going a little bit. And the play action was kind of going. And, man, we we had those looks, you know, the hat count and everything. It's like, man, if we check to a run here, whew, we might be able to get something, go, you know, keep them honest. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. about yards or how many, you know, rush attempts. It's it's a situational thing. And I right. think when you're just cocking back and firing the ball, the defense is just going to sit on it and wait. Right. But, you know, Clayton makes a great point, man. Once you're down two scores in this league, <clears throat> I mean, you got to start – you got to start slinging the ball. I remember um, – I remember start like I began looking at it at, at one point in the game. I think it was close to halftime. I'm like, man, are we run, how are we running the ball? And I looked at the box score, and we had nine. Aaron Jones had nine carries, so it's like, okay, he's on pace for twenty carries. You know, it's right. hard to argue we're not running the ball enough. You know what I mean? But we but, didn't uh, even break twenty then. You know, right? Because of, yeah, because it got right. out of hand. Yeah, and the uh, the Drake thing. I don't know if you guys seen the one handoff where he almost dropped the handoff. That was rough, man. I mean, well, oh, that was the play of the game for him. He didn't fumble. God right. bless him. Right. <laughs> there you go. You got it. But, uh, yeah, as far as Jordan Love, too, uh, there was one time where I, I kind of felt like in the moment, man, he's been inaccurate because some of the throws were so far off. Mm-hmm. And then when I went and looked at it, he'd only had like four incompletions up to that point. And I was like, hold up. Okay. He's actually, you know, box score wise. You know, it's just when he missed, he missed bad. But, man, that shot to Jaden Reed, boys, that was a laser. That's mm-hmm. what you see, and you go, okay, this this guy, he has that ability to make those throws. It, the the part that sucks is just you get some that should be layups, and he misses them, right? Um, but uh, some of those yeah. runs were downs, which was tough, which which didn't help us, you know, in the long run. Those, right. those couple short passes were, were third and misses. And he finished twenty nine of thirty nine, two eighty four, a two hundred eighty thirty two hundred eighty four yards passing, two touchdowns. A passer rating of 111.5. So, uh, pretty good day at the office. I keep saying Tay Wicks, boys. Tay Wicks is going to be a superstar, man. I'm convinced. Like, he's just, it, it's like, get him the ball. Seven targets, six catches, 97 yards. Tucker Craft had a pretty good game. Only targeted five times, had four catches for 57 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jaden Reed, six grabs for 52 yards and a touchdown. Romeo Dobbs, only three catches for 30 yards, but he caught all three targets, averaged 10 yards a catch. Um, you see Malik Heath, too, targeted three times, made three catches. This receiving core did their job today, man. Um, if there's one positive I would take out of this game, it's that the receiving core came to play. Unfortunately, the defense did not. As you can see, Jonathan Owens led the way with 12 tackles. Rudy Ford had seven. Anytime your inside linebackers only have six tackles and five tackles, that tells you just about all you need to hear right there. <laughs> I mean, those guys should be leading in tackles. Um, Carrington Valentine had five tackles, had a pass defended. Rudy Ford also had a pass defended as well. Uh, Kenny Clark had a day, man. Looked like old Kenny Clark, December Kenny Clark. Uh, he had four tackles, had two sacks, two tackles for a loss, and one pass deflection. Also had two quarterback hits. Lucas Van Ness got a sack, got a quarterback hit, and a tackle for a loss. Uh, Devontae Wyatt got a sack. Kingsley and Igbari got the strip sack, obviously forcing the fumble. Uh, you mentioned the middle eight. You know, the two st- statistics that I always look at, turnover differential, middle eight. Turnover differential, if I remember correctly, was one-to-one, so it was a push there, and they won the middle eight three-to-nothing. So when you look at that, if it was a close game, you would take that into consideration and go, okay, yeah, you would take Tampa and the points even if they're losing right there. Um, but uh, obviously doesn't apply in these blowout games, which it's a 14-point. I would consider that a blowout win, you know. I don't know what you guys consider blowouts, but to me that seems like a blowout anytime you lose by uh, more than one score. But, yeah, Drake was not ready. You're right about the running game, man. Um, Drew D, kind of hard to say, all right, let's go out there and run the ball 30 times when uh, 
when AJ Dillon's out, you got Drake, you know, playing his first game with the Packers, and then of course Taylor's limited. But appreciate the super chat. Godsmack Arrow 69 with the super chat says, I thought Jordan looked sound. Tom Clements just needs to get him to knock that feet in the air while throwing crap off the offense wasn't the problem. All right, there you go. Trying to cipher through that. But uh the uh the fumble there, T, and that came on fourth down too, didn't it, guys? Am I thinking yeah. right? So, you know. That, that aspect of the turnover differential really didn't play a role with it being a fourth down play. But what I don't like is we get in those situations too. Granted, the game was pretty much over, you know, but, you know, third and 10, you think you got to get the whole thing. Just get a piece of it, right? Mm-hmm. Get a part of it. Don't, don't try to try to get every bit of it at one time. So, yeah. Um, with that being said, let's see, we're at the 33 minute mark. I know I got to catch a flight here soon. I told the guys I'll dismiss it, but I was joking about that. Um, <laughs> I want to mention this real quick. Um, you know, uh, obviously we got a new sponsor of the show. BetUS is the official sports book of Packers Total Access Live. Um, if you want to register as a PTA supporter, just click the link in this video uh, description and it'll send you directly to a, a link where you can sign up for free as a customer for BetUS. They've got pretty much all the prop bets you could ask for. Um, they got every sport, everything's in there. It's a really cool setup. We actually uh, gave a little bit of uh, a little bit of, uh, I guess you could say advice. You know, we, we looked at PFF and uh, their PFF edge system embedding, right? And we picked Kate Otten under two and a half receptions today. Uh, obviously, all three bars were filled there for the PFF edge, uh, you know, approach. And basically, Kate Otten, if you went to BetUS, Kate Otten was plus 120 to go under two and a half catches. Well, today, as you look at the box score one more time, how many catches did he have, guys? That would be two. So how, how do you get a half a catch? Uh, th- that's how you prevent having a push, Tim. <laughs> no, so, hey, I'm not a gambler. I don't, right, right, I don't right, know. Right, yeah. So. yeah. No, it's a good question. There's somebody in the chat asked the same thing. They're glad yeah. they didn't ask it out loud. But, <laughs> yeah, that's what that means. Well, they set the line like that. So there has to be a winner that can't be a push in that situation. So with that being said, under two and a half, obviously you had two catches. So that bet would have won you plus 120. So, um, again, that is uh, bet U.S., official sports book of Packers Total Access, and they've been in business now for 30 years, uh, getting ready to celebrate their 30th year. They started in 94. Really cool. I definitely advise you all to check that out, and it helps the show too. So with that being said, we got another Super Chat. Badger Trio says, Young has to be excited to play Joe definitely next week. Talking about Bryce Young with Carolina. You know, some people are already looking at the standings and going, all right, what do we have to have happen to get in the playoffs, right? Tim, I know you're excited about talking about that, but uh, you immediately mentioned anyone who <laughs> I can, thinks I can, I can hear your sarcasm, Clayton. <laughs> anyone who thinks you're going to get a slam dunk win against Carolina next week, you're kind of kidding yourself, right? You said that off the air yourself. Any given Sunday, man. Any given Sunday, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think, man? You think you think Bryce Young's excited to play this defense? Watch him come out next week and hold him three points or something crazy and secure his job. That would be exactly what would happen, right? Man, I think, uh, first of all, I think Bryce Young is probably excited to play anyone, anytime, all day, every day, you know, (laughs) young player in this league. Um, But yeah, I mean, if he's, you know, takes a look, well, he's going to take a look when they take a look at the tape from today uh, in preparation. Yeah, I I clearly think uh, he's probably going to lick his chops a little and try to find ways to pick apart the D. Um, But hey, you know, whether Barry's fired or not, it's, I think, the, this season's going to kind of play out how it's going to play out. Um, I don't think anything's guaranteed. I, I think the way we've seen this team perform, uh, the, the extreme highs and then the extreme lows that we have gone to as fans just shows that we're a young team that is not consistent, not quite there yet. Um, like Clayton said, we, we'd love to just make it simple and point the finger at one thing or one person and, and eliminate the problem, place all the blame in one direction and make the change. I think it's a lot of things that are going on and uh, you know, it kind of leads to this kind of up and down type of season. Um, I personally think that, you know, the Packers will probably finish somewhere around maybe seven, eight wins, um, you know, at best here. Uh, but you know, you never know. They could go on a tear, win three in a row and still be, still be alive. But um, you know, things need to change and, you know, going up against the the injury report every week, week in, week out, you see how that's been. Um, just the fact that this team is uh, has been playing competitive football up until the last few games here um, is a pretty good sign, I think. And there's a lot to be excited for uh, moving forward. But I don't know, man. 
yeah, playoffs. We might have to bring Jim Mora back, guys. It's starting, <laughs> to, starting to get that way. <laughs> it's on its way. Um, so, like I said, Badger Trio saying Young's got to be excited to play Joe next week. You know, one of the things that we we talk about it being the youngest team in the league, right? We talk about all the injuries on defense. Everybody likes to point out we got eight first rounders, but they're never on the freaking field. Um, when you look at when you look at it from the standpoint of, well, they were playing for each other, you could see that for this stretch. You know, up till last week, it felt like – even last week, it felt like they were playing for – today, it didn't feel like that. Would you agree with that? And, and Badger Trio, thank you for the super chat, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said it there, it uh, – I mean, everyone was kind of saying in the chat too right after the game, the defense kind of just sort of gave up on its – you know, gave up on each other on itself. Um, it You know, it kind of felt like that Lions loss. They put up 34 on us, right? So um, – Kind of like we we fell back into that. We lost, uh, you know, we lost that one too. So with that, it's it's tough, you know, the the defense coming together, but not communicating enough to make it happen on the field, and uh, only so much that the coaches can do once they're once they're actually in between the you know the painted lines. Um, they just got to they got to perform. Yeah, definitely. Um, Tad Samato in the chat says Love was twenty nine of thirty nine, seventy four percent, guys. There you go, man. Uh, pretty good, pretty good ball game there for Love. Protected the football, other than the fumble again. Fourth down, he's just trying to make a play there. I don't really consider that a turnover, although it will go down as a turnover in the stat column. Um, let's see here what else we've got. Steve in the chat, and then we'll get to your super chat, guys. Mac, we see you, buddy. Appreciate you. Uh, Steve said, "I say Matt Lafleur will go get Jim Leonard," and then immediately um, Jeff in the chat said, J- uh, "Jim Leonard." plays the same style of defense. So he, he still plays that Fangio style, I'm assuming. Um, I don't know much about Jim Leonard. I, I don't keep up with college much. Is he coaching this year? Do you guys know, is he actually coaching somewhere this year? Because I know he was wanting to go back to Wisconsin at some point. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Jeff says maybe he can actually call the right game. That's the problem I have, Jeff. That's where we probably disagree. Last week we caught a ton of man, and we got beat. This week we caught a ton of zone. We got beat. You know? Yep. <laughs> I, I would love to be able to say, yep, just fix the play calling and we're good, but it just doesn't mm-hmm. seem like it's you know, my gut's telling me I'm definitely not looking to the NCAA for my my Joe Barry replacement. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm probably gonna look across See, the NFL first. Yeah, my 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 initial maybe we'll talk about that. If I get settled into Florida tonight when we get down there, um, depending on how late the flight gets there. Maybe good morning, Lambo. We can kind of deep dive some of the top defenses because the, the first thing that comes to mind for me, um, you know, some of the top defenses, you got a multitude to choose from. Baltimore's right there at the top, Dallas is at the top. Um, you've got, I would, what I would do is take the top five defenses and pluck, you know, one or two out of each of those young, young, bright minds out of each of those coaching staffs on the defensive side of the ball and bring them in. And whoever knocks the interview out of the uh, out of the out of the park, then all right, they advance to the next stage, narrow it down to maybe three or four candidates, and choose from one of those. But again, you got to be careful, like we talked about, when you start picking DCs or even OCs after they've already peaked. Those systems have peaked, and you kept the cyclic you catch the cyclical side of the NFL, and you catch it on its downtrend. That's how you see some of these teams. They end up hiring DCs every three years. Every three years, they're going through another DC. So you got to be a little bit aware. Of that, um, Bleed Green says in the chat, Barry won't have another job once he's fired. He'll get a job, but it'll be a position coach. It'll be with one of his friends. I guarantee it. That's just how it works. If you guys ever listen to Michael Lombardi, he talks about it all the time. Bleed Green, he's he's always like, I'm amazed at how many people keep a job in this league. There's so many other better candidates, but because they get this buddy system, that's how they make it in. Now, don't it sound like that's what happened with Joe Barry, <laughs> right? But it's like, okay, we want to switch to this Fangio style, bend but don't break, keep the explosive plays in check. Who do I know that can run that? Joe Barry was the guy, right? So that's why he brought him in. Um, and again, we're sitting here talking like he's gone. Right. It ain't no, it ain't definitive. Godsmack with the super chat. Thank you, buddy. He said, I'm thinking that Kraft will surpass Musgrave. You know, I thought about that a couple times a day. Like he, dude, Musgrave plays a little bit, and I don't want—I want to choose my words wisely. The word I wanted to use was timid, okay? And I don't mean that. I don't mean that he's soft or anything like. That. I mean, you've seen how tough he was to play through that. What was it kidney laceration or whatever? But Tucker Craft's a little bit di- different, man. I had it actually in my notes here that one big game he had, where uh, 
yeah, 36 yard gain there in the second quarter where he hurt his dangle, you know, hurt his dingle there a little bit, trying to jump mm-hmm. over somebody. Um, he just he kind of plays with his hair on fire. I I can't disagree with you there, God smack. I could see Kraft surpassing Musgrave. And you know, here's the cool thing: you like to run a lot of 12 personnel. It's gonna be awesome seeing both those guys on the field. What'd you think of uh Kraft today, Tim? And and uh, I'll get your take too, Emilio. Oh, I love it. I mean, I, I, you know, I like the hurdle move along the sideline because I feel like that's one of the safer spots on the field to to try and hurdle someone because you just get blasted out of bounds rather than coughing it up or fumbling in the middle of the field. But I like I like Tucker lowering the boom more than trying to jump over the contact. He can run through guys just as easily as he can uh, jump over them. But um, no, he's a lightning rod, man. That guy is just a, a like a literal just harness of energy out there and. Um, you know, plays hungry. I, I definitely see that that aggressive uh, streak in him. And I agree. I don't think it's so much about surpassing Musgrave because as far as I'm concerned, these two could go like this between depth chart positions for the rest of their careers in Green Bay. And uh, I think we'd find some success because, you know, Clayton, you make a good point, man. Anytime we're in uh, 12, 12 personnel, you know, with those two guys, it's just like, you know, got to figure out the best way to utilize that talent. Um, I think we could have a two-headed monster there. Um, at tight at tight end and you know you never know what the future is going to hold here uh, in that position room so uh, I think we got two solid pieces for sure yeah Godsmack thank you for the super chat Badger Trio says there are there are two different styles of tight ends talking about they are two different styles of tight ends completely agree uh, Drew D says Musgrave is a pass catcher craft is more all around I completely agree with that too Drew you know Musgrave is that one you want to flex out you want to put him on the boundary you want to do the things with him that like Notre Dame did with Michael Mayer, right? Um, things like that. And uh, Tucker Craft's definitely in line. Jim said Craft has pretty good hands. He does. I mean, has he got a drop yet this year, guys? I can't think of one play where he's got a drop. I think uh, – I thought he maybe had one this game, but I think it was uh, on a little shallow crosser. But like Tim was saying, I love Craft because, dude, that is that is my spirit animal. That's how you want to hit. You know, that's that's exactly what we're looking for. Um you know, you know, that, that kind of mentality out in the field, you need that when he, when he got knocked down, he just springboarded back up like a flip back up. No, no problem. Didn't even need to use the ground to get up. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely love that. And like you said, Musgrave, get Musgrave back. Maybe we, we put him in the backfield at H back and, and, you know, we get him, um, you know, sidecar look, something like that. Just get him a different sort of mismatch. You know, I want Matt to kind of just start, you know, putting them all over the place. I like that we put Reed back there, kind of like uh, San Francisco does with Debo. And uh, we yep. need just a little bit more of that. Yeah, definitely. How about a pass to Musgrave with with Tucker Craft lead blocking? Ooh, T swing. Ooh, Jim. Hurry we, we finally threw the lead T swing. Yeah, know? yeah. Didn't much, but we threw it on time, and I was so proud. I went, yes. There it is. Yeah. We called that yes. twelve times this year, and never once have we thrown it. And yep. today we threw it, and we threw it on time. I love it. Um, Jen Wright said, glad to see Musgrave back on the sideline. I miss that, Jen. That's awesome, though, um, that he was out there. Seems like a really good dude. Steve says, do you think Joe knows it's a matter of time? I think he knows about as much as old Yeller did, to be honest with you, my man. I think they're going to take him out behind the shed, and and I don't think old Yeller was expecting it. Um, <laughs> he uh, – I don't know, man. Part do you think that's why we're seeing more man coverage? That he's just like he's just firing off rounds right now. Like I'm telling you, with the man coverage last week, I was going, This is very uncharacteristic. It kind of feels like they're just grabbing at straws, you know. But uh it is what it is. Doug in the chat said Musgrave more receiving tight end. Kraft seems to be more traditional combo blocker slash receiver. Yep. Uh bleed green, Steve. He has to know how long he can keep being garbage before he's gone. Talking about uh Talking about our boy Joe Barry, obviously. And then uh, Jake Shavinkin, they're always keeping it positive. Just put craft star emoji. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Bleed Green, thank you for the super chat. Isaiah McDuffie over Campbell. Whew. Uh, man, I'm telling you, Mike Wall said it last week, and uh, it was all over the tape today, guys. Like, Campbell looks like he is – I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. And I he's wish got I had a green dot. He's got the green dot, and I don't he know. Did, if that's, he did today, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's because Quay's. It was Quay's first game back after missing a couple here with the, uh, I think it was shoulder issues. Um, but yeah, man, I, that's disheartening to see that. But no really. consistency, like yeah. you said, Tim. No consistency inside. We had Quay at the dot, Campbell at the dot, McDuffie at the dot. It's like we got nobody, nobody that's been there for you know all fifteen games or whatever, ready to roll 
calling plays, knowing the signals, all of that, man. We're getting – there's confusion on the defense 100%. Yep. Yeah. That's a big part. That's an extension of the of that um, the booth and the the position coaches is your green dot. You know right. your mic out there right. is uh, that's everything. You know you got to be able to relay communication or if like Clayton says, if you see it, you got to say it. And I don't know, you know, if Dre's just having maybe it's just enough on his plate right now to just mm-hmm. try and stay with his assignment and you know try and make plays. But I don't know. Yeah, communication is uh, something we we brought up a lot with this young team. Um, and it's not just defense, you know, it's all sides of the ball. It's on the field and off the field, quite frankly. It's where a lot of this uh, noise has come from. So I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how this plays out. And and 30 million not on the field this game, right? With John Savage. Yep. Yes. Doesn't yep. help. Yep. <laughs> doesn't help. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole job thing is just, man, it's mind boggling. It's absolutely mind boggling. It's frustrating too because. I mean, you threw him the bag. You gave him the entire bag. And uh, I don't know, man. Anyway, I, again, you guys know I'm not, like, in the building, but I talk to a lot of people, and without them saying, it just feels like there's something going on behind the scenes. And I'll just leave it at that. I don't know what else to say about it. Um, <laughs> I, I want it to not be true, but whew, it's hard not to uh, hard not to think it isn't. So. Um, McDuffie over Campbell, though, for me, yeah, I think it would be a yes. I mean, what else you got to lose the rest of the year, right? McDuffie can't play worse than Campbell did today. And, and watch him come out with a PFF grade. I don't know how, but watch it be in the 70s or something. I'll lose my mind. <laughs> but um, I'm expecting it to be in the 50s. You guys know I said that about love last week, and uh, it kind of rang true. I was saying, please don't be in the red. This week, though, love, I would be surprised if love – is uh, is in the fifties this week? I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the seventies. To be honest with you. So uh, let's see here. What else we got? Real quick in the chat. Thank you, uh, Bleed Green. Appreciate you, buddy. Scott Hines got a, a very original take. He said, "Fire Joe Barry already." Worst DC in the league. We hadn't heard that yet. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a that's a hot take there. Marbley says, "Fellas, do you think Love is our guy?" I do. Um, am I like over the moon convinced? No, but I think I've seen enough to to think. Okay, yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's the best option right now, obviously. Uh, now, listen, if a quarterback drops in the draft and they have the same grade they had on love on them, they're going to take him. We've said it over and over and over. It's going to happen, right? Because the best time to draft a quarterback is when you don't need one, but also it's just that valuable. You know, like we say, there's always – there's two drafts every spring. There's the NFL draft and there's a quarterback draft. Um, let's go through and clean it up real quick. Adam in the chat said, this was Campbell's worst game. It hasn't been good before – I have to agree. Hate to pile on, but man, it's just uh, like Drew says. Drew D in the chat says Campbell looks so slow. It makes me think he's got to be battling an injury still or something. And Jen Wright says yes, Love is the guy. So she's sold on Love. I'm leaning towards that too, Jim. I'm pretty heavily. It's, it would take a lot for me to to come away from this year saying Love isn't the guy. I feel like he is. Right. See, God smack AR six nine with the super chat. I love Musgrave. And his pain tolerance is out is otherly worldly. I think he's trying to say outworldly, um, otherworldly. Now he is, but I feel like Kraft is more well-rounded and has more to offer, especially in the run game. I don't think that's a hot take at all, um, God Smack. I could see that being the case. What do you think, Tim? Do you think he's more well-rounded now that we've seen a good little sample size of him than Musgrave? I mean, Musgrave was getting getting bragged on about his run blocking when he got hurt for sure, but uh, I think I don't. I don't know if I agree with it completely, Godsmack. I guess, Tim, what I'm trying to say is Tucker Craft has impressed me. It's not that I think he is a better fit than Musgrave because, like everybody in the chat said, they're two different types of tight ends and they both play a, play a role. But what do you think about that? Well, I, I agree with that, and I, I kind of feel like Kraft is more well-rounded than we initially thought. I would agree with that statement, Definitely. that early on this season we had a few question marks. Um you know, he was having some typical rookie struggles, but he's put himself a solid season together, especially in response to uh, the loss of Musgrave. So I'll go as far as to say that, that uh, Kraft is definitely not a one-dimensional tight end and he's more more uh, well-rounded than we initially thought about him. But as far as comparing the two, man, like like I said, guys, they're teammates, same draft class. Like we, we may have a real fun ride here these next few years getting to watch these two just become a tandem um, in the tight end position. So I, I'm really just excited for both of them at this point. Right. Those two along with the youngest wide receiver group in the league, Tim? Yes. Yep. 
and just let them just tear it up. I'm fine with that. That's cool. Just need, that just need that yeah. offensive line short up, boys, mm-hmm. and we'll be we'll be rolling. Yeah. When Bakhtiari comes back, baby, at forty million, no. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, and smack that Hornets nest real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's do this. Let's give away a jersey. This is for the Mark Chamora jersey. You guys see, I probably misspelled it. I was real quick at putting that up there earlier. I think I did misspell it, but just overlooked that. You can hear the accent. You're not surprised. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Let's uh, let's spin this wheel and give away a jersey again. We still haven't heard from Stinson. No limit underscore Coop or Will on giving away the Robert Brooks jersey, so we may just throw that back in next week. But right now we're going to give away an autographed Mark Chamora jersey. You you guys ready to do this? Ready. Let's go. Give me that big whammy. Give me a drum roll or something. Here we go. Big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy. The winner of the Mark Chamora jersey is Matthew. Ooh, that's going to be a tough one. I know. Of course, right? <laughs> Always <laughs> yo. <laughs> or Matthew. That's why we spin it a couple more times, right? But the beautiful thing is the Matthew who is a member, right? I can click on his profile and see exactly if it's him rather than some random Joe uh, Joe Schmo from Kokomo hopping in and going, hey, my name's Matt. So <laughs> spin it again, though, just in case Matthew doesn't come forward. We got this time. Second. Oh, eight. it's close. No, no, the number one. Hey, hey, there it is. Oh, there you go. Watch Matt be win. Watch Matt be in the chat tonight, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The number one Packer family. Right he's there. in here, too. Oh, yeah, he's always in here. He's an avid listener. Love. That's so good. Love having him on board, man. Love it. All right. We're going to spin it one more time just in case he isn't, but I'm sure he is in here. Someone some false hope here. Big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy. Big money, no whammy. And Joshua Clout. All right. So, again, the winners tonight are Matthew, uh, the number one Packer fan, and Joshua Klaus. Matthew being in first place, obviously, we'll give him a couple days if we don't hear from him. Then I'm sure number one Packer fan has already heard this or will hear it soon. He's already said, let's go in the chat. (laughs) All right. There you go. All right. Good deal, man. We've got to give Matthew time. I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Please, I'm here. Don't overlook me. Um, So, like I said, we got to give – got to give Matthew time to try to claim it. If he doesn't come forward, then, uh, like I said, it's, it's yours, number one Packer fan. My guess is uh, um, I don't remember seeing a Matthew in here often, do you guys? So it's probably gifted by Joyce or, or United Bates or someone. So there you go. Congratulations, man. Um, <laughs> at Donkey Kong, go play your video games, dude. Yeah. What does that mean? Who, who's Donkey Kong? Uh, it's, a, it's a Bears fan that hopped in. Started oh, started yeah, that's a troll. Yeah, he's yeah. And then he said, uh, he, said, he said, sign love for another 20 years. He said the, the plan's going as, as we planned it. So he's happy. Appreciate the views, good. man. Good deal. Hey, yeah, man. Appreciate it. Hey, before you – Anyway, leave, hit that like button. <laughs> hit that like button. <laughs> also, man, if you get a chance since you're hanging out in here, go to BetUS. All right? I appreciate we that. Got a, we got a link in the description. You just click on that, and that'll uh, that'll give uh, PTA a little bit of credit there, put us in better standing with them as a sponsor. They are the official sports club of Packers Total Access. All right, parting thoughts, guys. My wife's going to kill me. I need to be on a plane here in about 45 minutes. <laughs> I still got to get this uploaded too, so – Let's go around the horn. Tim, man, you did good. No cussing, dude. So proud. We handled it, right? We handled business. What you got? <laughs> Told you I'm a pro, man. Um, no, yeah. we're uh, <laughs> <I'm a> pro. <laughs> looking, looking, looking forward to um, to breaking down the film. You know, <laughs> as painful as it's going to be. But, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't even say breaking down, but just analyzing and trying to see exactly what specifically we were missing out there. I know it's fresh in our minds right now, but when you can take a time, take the time to look back, take a breath, see it objectively you know maybe there's some things we can correct and uh you know maybe this team can can go on a run here you know it's not fair to write them off yet but it's also not fair to just think that we can go down to carolina and get a win and you know we ha- we should have no problem winning out so you, you got to be even keel with this and that's that's what we're fighting to do here as fans because you know our hearts are in it uh we want to see this team successful but we have to be patient you know i don't think any of us here thought that you know we'd be competing for uh, a playoff spot let let alone uh, kind of still being in the mix towards the end of the year. So we got to keep our focus on the positives and uh, just looking forward to uh, the next matchup, man, and learning what we can in the coming days and um, just happy to be here. Definitely. Um, Drew D in the chat said, Bears fans mad. Fields threw away another game with a 45 <laughs> passer rating. Holy cow. Did he, did he really have a 45 passer rating? 
Why am I surprised, man? Why am I surprised? Let me surprised. Let me let me hit him with something here. John Deere Green on a hot summer night. Hey, speaking of speaking of the Bears, get uh get Donkey Kong out of the chat here. <laughs> Where's he at? I still haven't seen him, man. We got a we got a Bears give me, fan. Give me a timestamp. Give me a timestamp. Five oh five PM. Yeah. And shout out to shout out to Jen for, for holding down the fort. <laughs> Honestly, just have them bring some more Bears fans in here. Cause by the time if they could get a bunch of them in here by the time we play no. on week eighteen or nineteen, yeah, let's just mm. Just like you the script said, right? We Tim? got enough problems. We don't need to be worrying about these Bears fans. <laughs> is it is it five oh five my time or your time? Yeah, your time. Our time. Okay. Yeah. I'm not seeing it. I, I got it in here. Mm. <laughs> That's not I see, good. I see Donkey Kong go play with your uh, play your video games, dude. But I don't yeah, see so it's a couple after that one. Just a few down. Yeah, it's not in here. Oh, oh wow! All Man. right. Oh, here we go. Okay, got it. Got it. Found him. All right. Donkey yeah. Kong. Right. Donkey Kong, you got any parting thoughts, bro? Anything all you want to say? Bye, Felicia. Here's your window, man. Take a <laughs> shot. Before we do this right here. Roadhouse. We'll see you later, pal. Don't let the door hit you. And that's not an indictment on all Bears fans, just that one. Don't <laughs> let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. <laughs> well, you got a million. Talk to me, man. Uh, I think Tim said it all. Uh, the, uh, the team is like we've talked about. They're you know they're young. They're moving in the right direction, man. It's just not coming together on the field. They got sixty minutes each week to uh, change the outcome of wins loss columns, uh, and that's really all we're looking at after after it you know gets down to it. So um, you know with Lincoln over here telling us that we need to get a move on, uh, Clayton got to get uh, got to get uh, down to Florida. But man, this team. Like we said, we're always trying to pick someone to put it on. You know, I know everyone's no Barry 2024. Um, you know, defense needs to go. Receivers are bad. Love's bad. You know, whatever, man. Just let let them finish this season out. If we want to talk about all that stuff, let's talk about it in the off season when we can go back and sit down and actually level-headedly look at something um, and not just uh, spiral out of control. Exactly. Amen. I won't curse. I'm an effing pro. Um, Robert Allen in the chat is sure. Barry 2024 has officially withdrawn from the race. Can we get a moment of silence for Joe Barry? Everybody? Okay. <laughs> but you never know. He could make a late run. He could he make a late what? push. He said what in here? We all, do we all agree though? Like is if we canned him right now, what, would it really improve things instantly? No. Do you, do you guys really think, I mean, I, I don't believe that. I, I think if he goes, I think if he gets fired, it's going to be after the after the season. You see this, man. I thought she was coming up here to cuss me out because I wasn't ready to go. She came in here and handed me a coffee, bro. <laughs> Yo, we that, got that might be a hint, boys. though. That might be a hint. Next yeah. thing she can do is hand you the car keys. <laughs> Car's said, already warmed up. I said, we got, we might have another hour, boys. And I heard her go up. All I see was her eyes looking through. <laughs> All right, we're done. We're done. We're wrapping up. I right, appreciate everybody again. Joe Barry, go support him. Um, yeah. he's going to need it, <laughs> but yeah, probably, uh, probably gone after today. And hey, Tim, have, a, have a good night. Bazooka DHB. I see you. I see you. Have a great night. Appreciate, appreciate the kind words. We got appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Well, give me the timestamp boys. Uh, five ten. Right now. Then, uh... <laughs> have a great night though. We appreciate it. <laughs> I can't mm -hmm. kick him. He, he actually thinks we think, Oh my God. <laughs> you know what? Let's do it. Let's do it anyway. Here. Yeah. Actually, he's already gone. I can't do anything with him. Oh, man. Oh, they're like cockroaches. I think Barry should mine and they run away. Know, I think Barry should finish the season. I honestly don't think he's doing a bad job. This I think he's doing great. <laughs> I think he's I think he's coordinator of the year. You call me anything you want. <laughs> out of here, guys. It's off the rails. Hey, listen, it was a tough loss, but I appreciate everybody coming in here hanging out with us. You guys were awesome. I want to give a special shout out to all of the super chat you Brung the thunder. We appreciate you supporting the stream even on a rough night. Godsmack, AR69, Mike Hebring, Drew D, Andy APAC, Smug Industries, Godsmack again, Badger Trio, Drew D again, Godsmack again, Badger Trio, Godsmack, Black, uh, Bleed Green, and Godsmack uh, again. Appreciate you guys. Seriously, it means the world to us that you guys mm -hmm. take time to hang out with us. It means even more that you uh, support us. And uh, like I said, with the, with the super chats and everything else, again, congratulations to Matthew. If he comes forward, if not, then it's number one Packer fan that gets the autographed Mark Chamora jersey. So, 
we're out of here. We will see you guys hopefully in the morning. If I don't get down there too late, um, I'll be going live and may not have all the bells and whistles for uh, Good Morning Lambo, but we will have enough to uh, to do a live show for you guys so we can keep this train rolling. So, as always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world and go back. Go. Power sweep. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Yes, a Y in or a tight end to open up somewhere between six feet and nine feet. Get an isolation with the with the linebacker. Tell the tackle to take the defensive end if he's over him. If he's not, to drive down on the first man to his inside. Y N has the linebacker taken out. He cuts inside. The Y N has the linebacker here. He comes all the way around. You look at this play where we're trying to get him to seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.